You are now tuned into the Wake the Flock Up Network. Welcome back to the show. You are now listening to Wake the Flock Up with Concept 714 and Rain Bazoo. Rain Bazoo in the house. So let me explain what's happening before we get to our guests. We did a contest all month and we had uh, four different uh, guest co-hosts because we're looking for a new female co-host, right? So shout out to Nat the Lioness, shout out to Alex, Mary Alex, shout out, who else came in? Who else? Somebody else came in. Oh, I feel bad now. <laughs> I, that's how much of an impression she made. And shout out to Rain, who came in and uh, delivered a super dope interview. Not that the other ones didn't, but yeah, I think. Baca, did he come oh, and Baca. Shout out to young Baca. He was a guy. But uh, uh, So we were looking for a guest co-host because a female co-host, because I think um, or I know that a female has a different version of, of what I my thoughts are. Uh, regardless of what that is, she's always going to have a different outlook at things. And someone involved in hip-hop is going to have um, an outlook towards hip-hop that I'll never have, being a female and all that stuff. And Rain was the perfect choice. So she came, and she was funny, and she delivered a story, and she came to work, which was the great part. So That's uh, I want you guys to all welcome Rain Bazoo as our official new co-host yeah yeah i'm happy to be here yeah we're happy to have you i think it's gonna be we're very excited to see where this is gonna go you and me spoke in detail and i think rain is going to deliver uh an amazing amazing product and amazing uh contribution contributions to the show in hip-hop in general i'm excited to contribute so not only that (laughs) we are also uh have our new brand new um intern one who's getting busy over there with the shirts the minute you get to wake the flock up, I put your ass to work, <laughs> and that's what we're here to do. So, um, yeah, we are in search of a new co-host, and we we landed that. We were in search of a new intern, and we got that. Also, he's been here uh, about forty-five minutes or whatever. He's already done a lot. He's gonna learn even more, and he hasn't complained or bitched or anything <laughs> once. Outside of that, Juan is also a photographer. Is that right? C- come to the microphone real quick. Let nice, him introduce nice. yourself. Can he's also can fun to look at, ladies. Oh, what? what? He's you. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, take a couple pictures of photographers, you know. See, you the way the microphones work phone. is you speak into... There you go. All right. I know. I don't know what's going <laughs> <laughs> Mike, MC. Yeah. But yeah, if you guys need any pictures for your shows, hit me up. Yeah. You know. So where can for they sure. hit you up? Where, they, where can the people mm-hmm. find you? I'll let them know on my Instagram. That one X, you know, mm-hmm. people call me X. Yeah. I go by Xavier as well. It's my middle name. Yeah. So X, I like yeah. that. So that's, that's, I asked you for, if you had a nickname, you're like, no, really, Not but really, X yeah. is good. I like that. X is our, our, yeah. our, our new intern. He, uh, photography, video, Professor and you're, X. you're going to school too, right? Yeah. I go to school, you know, marketing, PR, public relations. So just trying to get up and up here. Podcast going to be the next big thing. That's what it is. Nice. And, uh, wake the flock up on the forefront, baby. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, you. killing no. it. So Perfect. thank you for coming out, no and uh, I got high hopes for you. We gonna see. <laughs> 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 Ooh, 
Let's do it. Did he spit? Is a spitter? No, there's my lipstick. Oh, there's already. Gotta leave my. Oh no, we're already starting with the female problems. There's lipstick on everything. Female. The doorknob and shit. Like, why is there lipstick on this? How how did that get there? Wake the flock up, Don Ness. We're gonna go. You're gonna find episodes like this one. Episodes like. DJ Revolution, Planet Asia, Raskaz, Master Revolution. Ace. Uh, who else we got in there? Cacahoon. Uh, we have uh, uh, Jeff Turner. We have Passionate MC. We have anyone and everyone that ha- um, that we were able to grab for a dope interview is on there. So check it out. Download. The one thing we ask you guys is to tell a friend. We don't charge you guys for the episodes. They're all f- free. All we ask is that you tell a friend about the show. And help us uh, grow and deliver a super dope product. So Wake the Flock of Donet also hosts uh, Each One Teach One with Yudan Baka. It's another podcast that we do. We do Flow and Tell with Abstract Rude and myself. And then we have another additional podcast coming up with Ariano. And that one is going to come down further down the line. So we're building as a network. So look out for that. We're going to also build an online store where you can buy our amazing Wake the Flock of shirts. So online, they'll be $15 flat. If you find me in person, they're $10. So hit me up. I'll mail them to you for 10 bucks Online, they're 15 just because the way it has to work and all that stuff. Packaging. Yeah, they're looking kind of fly, Shipping. too. Yeah, Dude, they, I'm telling you, dog. Dope, man. I'm telling you. Look at that. Blah. We need some Wake the Flock of crop tops. I'm saying. That's I'm where, that's where the females come Friday. in. That's where the female aspect comes in. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so... Uh, the holiday season's coming up, and you're going to buy shit on Amazon anyways, right? <laughs> so go to wakethefloggup.net, and you find the Amazon banner. You click through our website. We get a little portion of it. It don't cost you anymore. Amazon just gives us money, which is what I like. You know, so, so, right? <laughs> so that pretty much brings us don't to our guest of the night. Book. We're sitting here with the one, the only... Altered Change. Yes, sir. Altered Change is in the house today. How you guys? Yo, man. How you guys doing? You good? Hanging Ugh. in there, man. Maintaining. I'm faded. <laughs> you look faded. <laughs> Please. I'm a little tired. <laughs> yeah? Let's do this. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, work was tough today, man. Oh, That's man, I up. came here straight from work. Yeah. In that LA traffic on uh-huh. the five and, you know. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you? It's, been, it's a crazy ass week, man. Yeah? Like, time changing, so things feel slow. I'm so happy like, with the time change. You like it? <laughs> I love the weather that extra hour of sleep. got an extra hour of sleep. I love coming home at night and watching the sunset on my balcony and it's cold and yeah. I, I'm welcoming. I, I am, I am a fall winter man. Yeah. I'm I like a, when it gets dark. Summer sucks. Oh, yeah. I'm a night owl. Summer, so. summer sucks because <laughs> you, you can only like if let's say you're hot, you take all your clothes off. You're still hot. If you're cold, you just put a, put a jacket on. You're good. Exactly. Chilling. Cuddle you, up and you good. You know what I'm saying? Cuddle weather. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, who are we? What is who does the group consist of? Uh, my name's Native Alter, uh, Los Angeles born MC. You know, I've been here uh, doing this since '07. You know, starting the poetry scene, and we got my boy Nichols, Grizzly Adams, Grizzly Adams, aka in the building. A.K.A. Nick Change. <laughs> A.K.A. Nick Fury. A.K.A. That dude. That dude. That white that kid dude. over there. That white That's boy. All there is to that it, white that boy dude. everyone stares at on stage and just waits to see what to expect. Just like, <laughs> what, should, what the hell do we know? Like, what's going to come out of this dude? Hey, like, I mean, you know. But this fool, he has Every his once own. in a while, I leave and they're saying, go white boy. Go <laughs> white boy. Underestimation is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what to expect. And then they, you know, you know, they get a. Uh, to get some dope rhymes out of well, this. Well, that's dude. the best part about being me is I'm always underestimated. So, 
I mean, when we first met, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, an old friend of ours actually, you know, introduced us together. And um, I was just like, oh, what's up with this fool? He's like, man, this fool spits dope shit, man. You, yeah. you got to hear him. You got to hear him. So we was in the schoolyard back in, and this is Hollywood High School. You know, this is like 05, I want to say, something like, like that. Like way back. And then this fool was just spitting some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. He, he was just outrageous. Right. And uh, ever since then, I think he disappeared, like I, like mid of that, mid 05. And then he was in Vegas and came back. I was like, yo, let's just collab. And yeah. he came back in like, oh, like two years, three years ago. I pretty much left like right after high school mm-hmm. up until a couple years ago. But, you know, I was born and raised here in L.A. Right. I stayed here up up through high school, and uh, and when I came back, I just uh, I took the opportunity to just um, do it my way. My friends were saying, you know, oh, you know, mess with a producer for a while, maybe they'll give you a free beat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna buy exclusive and do my thing. Yeah, go out there and perform. Mm. So <clears throat> you came back, right? And you were, but you were busy over there. Yeah, in Vegas, and you stayed here. Right, I mean, you were from here. Yeah, where, where were you from? Uh, yeah, I've, I'm born and raised in LA, so I haven't really left, man. Yeah, uh, I've moved around here and there, like Palmdale, and just yeah. But I've always ended up right back, you know, in Inglewood, LA. Uh huh. Were you so, looking to crew to crew up, or were you like, I'm gonna do a solo thing, and it just happened? It like, was, yeah, it was kind of a solo thing at first, actually. Like the first year, year and a half, I was doing it. I was like trying to just do a little mixing and trying to learn how to produce. Right. And just get in there on my own, because you know you gotta just get in there and if you can't find people to work with you know you just just do what you can but um yeah i record i like recorded one little ep Mm -hmm. and then this fool heard that and he was like man like i was digging your shit we should do a track together matter of fact before that i was doing like singles and then i was like let's get you on the ep and uh, that was set in stone a single project non-heavy mix mastered project but it was just something you know just Mm -hmm. Just the creative process process itself, it was just something that I just had to do. I was like, I got to get something out there and just write. And, and I was already had a bunch of shit written. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just had to work. get that creative flow, you know, and just work. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So we I got this fool on the project. It was a track called La La Land. And we did our thing. And it was like, we just spit like straight verses, no hooks. <laughs> it was just some dope shit that we put together, a little all bar track. And then after that, it was like, from there, we're like, dude, he came from Vegas. Like man, let's keep going. Let's keep it going. I'm all for I'm all for our song structure. I like the structure because you, as an MC, you do have to not just put out tracks. You have to mm. make songs. Yeah, right? like if you're really gonna be an artist and not just, not, I'm not saying not because an MC is not just an MC, but I'm saying if that's it, you're gonna be a spitter. That's cool. Yeah. But if you're really mm. gonna be an artist and develop a product and push it out to the people, you need to make songs. Right? Of course. Yeah. But I've always felt hooks kind of get in the way of me just spitting. Like, yeah. I just want to go like this, but mm. there's a time and a place for it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You, you're you very artistic when you do your things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've got artists like um, Eminem. Yeah. Just spitting bars whenever he feels like dissing. Like, when he did the diss on Mariah, there was no hook on that. Yeah. There was no necessary hook on that. Yeah, like he yeah. says, a time and a place. Yeah, or we got Janae Aiko that she does songs, and then at the end of her albums, usually she'll just have a freestyle where she just gets into the booth and just does her thing. Mm-hmm. So it's important to express yourself without a format um, because then you can really test your limits as an artist. Yeah. But at the same time, um, the hook and verse structure it, it captures the attention of a mass audience and yeah. it's particularly useful when you're trying to get your music out there on a larger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because 
ultimately, like, you got to be honest with yourselves. And I'm sure you guys have gotten to the point because you guys do a lot, mm-hmm. which is important, right? People uh, don't think about, like, being a part of being a writer is writing. Yeah. Part of being a singer is singing. Part of be, like you have to fucking do these things. Well, and it's like they say, there's layers to it. Like yeah. it, you, to you just shit, start. Dude. You start out. You start out just writing verses, and then you get a little interested in hooks, and then you're like, okay, I got to add in a bridge, and now you're like, okay, now I'm gonna master the the track, you know, and own it exclusively, and then you go from there. And then finally, you're just like, okay, now I got to add in some post-production. So let's get a DJ and add in some scratches and samples on top of that. And it just like makes the song more, more whole, yeah. you know, yeah. but you don't want to get like, you don't want to get like oversaturation, you know uh, what I'm saying? But uh, yes, but you do need to work. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and uh, the one thing that I've noticed from like being in the scene for so long, it's like you see people come and go. Right? Mm-hmm. And the ones that are, the ones that stay are the ones that have worked so hard, and then it pays off. Like I, I, I can vouch for hard work paying off. Yeah, and starting nothing, st- making something out of nothing. You know what I mean? Like I can vouch for that 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 works. And eventually, you know what will happen is one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be like, whoa, how the fuck did that happen? Mm-hmm. Or really? Like you can get an email and you're gonna be like, oh shit. And that's kind of validation from the hard work that you get from putting in the work. But artists are so hip-hop in general is so immediate like hey yo uh here's my album okay well why haven't i blown up yet yeah right? Right. it's like dog yeah it doesn't work <laughs> that overnight. way right yeah and, and mcs you know more specific demand like respect right off the bat and yo like i'm this i'm that like dog your album is cool but yeah, yeah. i mean and hip-hop it's it's ego. completely different yeah, yeah, when you're in the underground ego. too that's, that's what the hip-hop is almost about most of the time but the culture is still beautiful at the same time, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, like love it. but it's just there. big ego. I like what you said there about yeah. ego. Um, mm-hmm. You can't really be receptive to any artist if you have a big ego. We have that happening a lot, not to talk mm-hmm. shit on my own city, but in LA, oh, yeah. where everybody's a fucking artist and nobody supports each other, which is why our community here True. is so full of this like facade where it's like, oh, let me add you on Facebook and be your friend, but never fucking like your post or comment <laughs> on your shit. <laughs> But like, you know, let me just let me just post my uh, my music on your fucking wall so that because you have like, I don't know, maybe six or seven hundred mutual friends. Because your profile but You don't even listen to that rapping. shit, but you don't even listen to that shit. And it's a lack of respect. Like, I feel like um you got to put in the work, but you also got to be receptive and you got to listen and you got to see what's out there and you got to be supportive. Yep. That's mm-hmm. what community's all about. I've learned yeah. the most successful artists are the ones that listen to other artists, the ones that support other exactly. artists. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. when you lift others up, you lift yourself up. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I was going to say right. was that it's so much more than having dope music. It's about like supporting fellow artists. Like that's how you get people to come out to your show. Yep. Like you can get another artist to come out to your show, but you gotta, you know, it's gotta. Yeah, there's gotta be an ebb and flow there. You gotta have dope yeah. music too, though. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, you can you have pay, dope music too, though. If you pay attention to it, like um, you will pick up on these things, and you should, as an artist, like an upcoming artist, you should. Yeah. There's a science to everything, and there's a science to getting fans and having the support of your scene, yeah. dude. If you have to be the guy that's there early. Yeah. And stays through the show. Doesn't rock his set and bounce. Yeah. Like, dude, for you, if you guys don't know by now, everyone hates that fucking guy. You don't want to be that guy like, oh, here, I'm going to rock. You're late. 
You're rocking your set and then you're bouncing out the door the minute you're done performing. Yeah. Not yeah. supporting anybody else, not doing anything. Dude, people notice that shit. Mm. And promoters notice that shit and other artists notice that. Yeah. So yep. when you go, hey, yo, I got an album release party come through, you're like, get the fuck out of here, yo. <laughs> yeah. But if you're that kid, like you stay and you support and you're there, you, you just seen. Yeah. They're like, yeah, oh, you go face. around and say show hi to people that you see at multiple shows. You like, have hey, what's fun. up? I see you. What's going on? The whole, like, you have to have fun with it, right? Yeah. But but I think that the root cause of all of that uh, flakiness and and you know fuckery uh, <laughs> is is basically that you're not in it to to be with the music. You're in it to be seen. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Oh, let me just rock this set so people can see me. But you know what? I gotta go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like if you really want to be a part of it, you're gonna create a relationship with the community. That's the most important thing. Is to be there and to enjoy the company of those people because that's you enjoying the experience as opposed to oh let me just put in my time real quick and i'm out and uh let me just put some flyers out that that doesn't work right and you don't even necessarily have to perform at that show you can just go out just to go because i want to go to that show because i'm a fan of hip-hop first and and an mc second yeah Yeah. that's the way i look at it i'm still like when i if i get booked for a show i'm i'm excited to perform i am I'm excited uh-huh. to do it. It's a release. It's therapeutic. But I'm also excited to see Johnny Greaseball go up or blah, 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 like my homies and then catch up with them and that. But my job is not done uh, when I'm done performing. Like if you're think about think about this. And I've said it a million times. Every time you perform, you're at a job interview to gain more fans. Right? Yep. Exactly. So, so if you have your vocals on your track. Or if, every time you're at a job interview, you're performing. That's exactly what you're doing. And then when you get the job, you're a completely different person. All the world's a stage, man. <laughs> you talk as wide as you possibly can when oh you're in the interview. Yo, yes, sir. Absolutely. But the minute you get the job, you're just like, fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But d- during, during hip hop, like you're there performing, you're doing your thing. Um, your job is not done the minute you're done performing. You, mm-hmm. It just started. Like, yo, okay, yeah, okay, now this is why you should like me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to go and network. Right. And have even just like blank demos, yeah. Just talking to people, maybe take some fix, something, you know. Press CDs, you know. Whatever, dude. I remember freestyle contests. Be likable. Yes. <laughs> be palatable. Be you approachable. Know, bottom line is be, be, be there, and be, be there. something, be seen. You know, be present. Yes. Say what up. Yeah. Don't and be on your fucking phone. Smoke them out. Buy well, some of the drink. I, I've been trying selfies to do and that, shit, and we're, we've been trying to work on that. Like we saw you at the show. I was yeah. like, you know, I had never met you before, but yeah. I had seen you before. Yeah. You know, because so everybody gets like, out of and everybody we, online. We've been talking yeah. to you for the longest time about yes. coming on the show, but it's about so showing up, being there, meeting you, and say hi to him and say what's up. Yeah, and it's it's uh. To you guys, credit to you guys. We have been talking about it for a while. Yeah, because uh, we stay persistent. That's the other thing. And you should be. Uh, you and and be dude, to, to people like me, like uh, 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 I get all these other people hit me up all the time, and, yeah. and the easiest things eliminates them because yeah. they'll be like, "Yo, yo, yo, how can I get on?" Okay, cool. Go to wakethefuckup.net. Go to yeah. the tab that oh, says contact. We know, we know all the steps. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we've been through it. Like right. Twitter. So, I, so I was telling her. And you'll get it. So yeah. the, the, all that stuff. You're going to get bugged now. And they'll be like, yo, how do I get it? Go to wakethefuckup.net. There's a contact tab. Go to there and fill out the steps. There's like name, blah, blah, blah. And there's three steps. And it says, uh, fill out the, the info uh-huh. on here. Like the Facebook Like page. the Facebook. Follow us on Twitter on Instagram. And then uh-huh. send us a short bio. 
and then the mailing list too. No. I think you can join oh, the mailing ma- ma- Oh yeah, the mailing list. By, by, you don't uh, have to do that, but that, the three steps are that. Like, okay. go uh, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send us a, a short bio, right, with your links. So then, people right there, I've I have stopped hearing from people from there on. Like, that's too much <laughs> effort, or that's too much work to simply go click, click, click. Done. But it's amazing. It's an amazing weeding out process because it me, shows you how much people really want to be there. Exactly. It, it well, shows me the level of the artist that I'm doing. By, uh, by year two. Like, we hit you up, you were like, fill it out. And then a couple months went by and then we hit you up yeah. and you're like, fill it out. Okay. And then by year two, I was ready to make a fan page for y'all. Man. I apologize Like this page. Yes. Admittedly, but again, you were not the only people hitting me up. I know. That's what I'm saying. So it's persistent. You, but Persistence you did, is definitely key. You, you you stood out because fifty knows and a yes this, this, means this, this, yes, kids. You gotta treat certain <laughs> things like a ten girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a what girl? Like a ten, ten. girl. What's that? Like a dime piece? Oh, like a, no, a dime piece get it easy. Persistence. Oh, when you hustling towards the, oh, okay, I guess what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. own it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta want scripts. it yeah make it work a little bit for it right <laughs> it's gotta be yeah that's what i do it's like buy me a drink first motherfucker damn <laughs> exactly. before I, you know before i let you fuck with me like, give me a drink or you know yeah like, give me some scripts you know? Yeah. <laughs> so how long Feed have you, you guys been trying to get through this show uh, two years. Oh, wow. I want. I want to yeah. say that since no. we, since we started, since we started, we heard about it. It's been yeah. like a year and a half. Well, then you know Anything what? Work worth. You've been doing this for a year and a half. Huh? <laughs> well, well, then it's a good thing that you did not get on when you first started because uh, not only is the show way more advanced, but you guys are way more mature as artists. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 No, I I mean like we we. We our definitely eyes grow. have always been bigger than our stomach. That's yeah. the thing is that we're always yes. hungry for more. As an underground artist, we're right. always looking for what are we going to do next. Oh, yeah. Um, we got a show coming up November 12th. Uh, yeah. Pause yeah. One's going to be there. It's off of... Uh, the Grizzly State. It's Grizzly State. It's in Riverside off a of university. Oh, at, you're going to uh, be at... Uh, Mission the, Tobacco Lounge. You're gonna yeah, be at, Mission yeah, Tobacco I Lounge. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. nice. It's, it's going to be our fun. first time yeah, there, actually. hosting and... Uh, who? Who's on that building again? Who's hosting? Pause, uh, pause one. one. We got oh, Grizzly... Sure. It's a Grizzly uh, State um, album release party, mm-hmm. actually. And 2Mex uh, is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I forget the other headliner. I'm sorry, Grizzly bro. Wherever you are, second headliner, I'm sorry. It's Vision, homie. Dr. Knox, Vision. Matthew Golden. And his crew. Hold on. Give me more details. Giants All right, music. so that's Thursday the 12th at the Tobacco Lounge in Riverside off of University. Tumex is going to be Blah. there among yeah. other people. Pause One is hosting. Shout Shout out out. And what time do you guys go on? We haven't found out yet. We show up when we get well, there. Well, if you are an avid lover of right. hip-hop, you'll show be there at 9 p.m. show up no matter what. Okay, <laughs> we're going to be performing, be there stay for, be- for the whole show. Beginning to end, yo. And it's a Tobacco Lounge, so you already know what goes down. Right. Hashtag show up at soundcheck, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we do get into a little bit more into it, this uh-huh. is also Rain's first episode as the official well. co-host. So let's let's talk to Rain a little bit and uh, talk get to know you a little bit more. We we got you have you have two episodes out, or this is how much she's been here. She already has two episodes as an artist. Uh-huh. Nice. And then she had an additional one as a guest co-host, mm-hmm. and now you're an official co-host. Official. So. Tell me what your thoughts are, what your ideas are, what your ambitions with the show. Tell, I want to know. All right. Well, I mean, I'm a singer. Yeah. I'm a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother. I'm a teacher. 
And I'm just a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. Intro. Like what an intro. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm a creator, most of all. So um, I'm excited because uh, I know that my mission on Earth is to wake up the masses. And so I'm really in love with the title of this podcast, which is one of the main reasons why I decided to join and why I decided to take on the opportunity. Wake the flock up is something very emblematic for me and the, what we're going through in our world right now, where a lot of people are, are stuck in the matrix. You know, a lot yeah. of people are looking at their phones instead of making contact with their children, with their families, with, with shows, you know, they'd rather be taking selfies of themselves at the show than watching the show. And so what, well, what I'm trying to do with this show is <laughs> word. Leave the selfie stick at home. No, no, like, everyone watches uh, live shows through their phone now. Everyone's just like, doing oh yeah, shit. yeah dude. That's so it. you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to help people to wake up to their potential. Yeah, I'm trying to have people wake up to what's really going on in the world, to their missions, and to, to what it means to have good, diverse music. And the beauty of this show is that we're gonna have a lot of people with different perspectives. People coming in from the grassroots, from the front lines of hip-hop people that are really creating something innovative as opposed to following the cookie cutter setup that is the trend now mm. um in what's going on with hip-hop music now you know we gotta deviate from the mainstream we're not mm. gonna stay stagnant in the old school this is the golden age of hip-hop that's not what we're trying to do with wake the flock up we're just trying to create and showcase new perspectives that's what wake the flock up is about mm. for me and it's also about making people laugh you know critique shit if your shit's whack we're gonna fucking tell you here um <laughs> we're gonna let you know so that you don't embarrass yourself when you go out in public at shows and people oh, lie to man. you and tell you that you're dope as fuck because right. you know somebody <laughs> um, you know people are nice <laughs> on the hip-hop scene they'll tell you that you're dope even when you suck yeah they will but they'll be stone-faced as fuck during your performance yeah behind your back you know what because we've all been there <laughs> yeah, though we've all been yeah, starting out yeah. we've all been starting out though so, well hopefully you're starting out so if, we're trying we're trying case. to keep it you real know, we're yeah. in the words of my man we're trying to keep it 100 over here at 100 100 <laughs> trying to keep it benjamin is that Franklin? a why or an eye on the definitely uh, why <laughs> so you're dating like an asian guy then my man yeah. you've met my man so <laughs> <laughs> no because you're like oh, 100 i'm like oh so it's like a middle eastern guy no, no you, <laughs> it's a small jewish guy you're dating, right <laughs> nah. it's men at work when he pulls up in a brand new hundred <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just understood the joke. Yeah, I'm kidding, because obviously it would only be a black I'm sorry, person. It went, it went way uh, over my head. <laughs> and okay, see, and Sword. this is why this is why I thought you would do great here because uh, you're a very strong, opinionated woman, which I like. You gotta have an opinion. Yeah, mm. you don't have to give it all the time. You, you don't, have and, and and just because you have an opinion doesn't mean I want to fucking hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not always, I'm not always looking, I'm not always looking forward uh, to hearing your opinion. Like, don't, don't come, look, and, and then I'll tell you this, I am not the end all of hip hop. Like, whatever yeah. I say concept is, it's just what I feel, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so don't fucking stop your fucking tweets and shit at me. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, concept, you were wrong, or this, like, just fucking relax. Hey, remember yeah. that just, one time that dude got really up. offended over your joke on Facebook <laughs> about Easy e Oh, oh, and I got in on that one yeah, too. That I got in on that. I heard about that. that dude I down. heard about that. And I wasn't disrespecting Easy E. You know, I, all all I said was, "Oh, this is funny." It's like I I got a picture of a sucker 
and and I, and I outlined uh, you know the I think LA I told Times him and, Easy Does It or something like yeah. that when he started freaking out. I was like, "Hey man, Easy Does It." He got super. No, it wasn't <laughs> he got that even one. More angry. It he was got, like got, it was like a a, a spoil alert. Right. Easy E dies yeah. at the end of the movie. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. that's what that. I'm saying. And oh, then I got it? in on him. Yeah. That was it. Freaking out on him, and I was like, "Hey man, Easy Does It." And yeah. He started freaking out on me too, and I was going overboard. How dare you? Easy E was one of the greatest ever. That's what you call that. That's what you call that. Facebook thugging and right I was there. like, just he was offended. Calm that was, that down. Was, that's that but Facebook. Honestly, that's what I told him. Like, yeah, you're all brave on Facebook, bro. Just fucking tone it down a little. But you know what? That shows me that there's a, you know, there's something wrong with certain sects of hip hop today. Is that people take shit too seriously? Like, whatever happened to making fun of people when you're freestyling? Like right. in the fucking, <laughs> yep. you know, like it, it like like Wu Tang. You know, like I'll fucking, I'll fuck. You know, like yeah. that. It, it's about making people laugh. It's about moving through the struggle with yeah. humor, and, and well, that's. Yes, Society being an MC is having that bravado like you can't beat me no matter what like win or lose even if you lose you're before the before the battle goes down you're gonna be like of course I'm gonna win right. because that's just the way that it is you're not gonna go in there like oh I'm gonna lose you that's can't not, not the type of attitude to have and a like, battle is a very special to not only convince the crowd that you win convince yourself before yeah. you even st- if you have any doubts in your head that you're gonna be the winner of this battle. Don't do it because I've seen it happen. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you this. I've, I've experienced. I went to Big Rob the Champ through a Halloween That's show. That's the homie. Shout out to Big Rob. Uh, <laughs> Halloween show. Yeah. yeah. And there was people battling. Uh-huh. And the people battling Uh-oh. didn't really want to battle. Like, I, I, they, they just walked up and they were like, yo, mm. fucking, <laughs> fucking yo, you suck, yo. And, it was like, <laughs> and I was like, yo, come on. Like, why would you step up <laughs> and say, I want to battle and then not fucking go through with it you look you look foolish well, looks, and then well, there was the choke. dude who stepped to the homie vision from giants music oh, that's, that's a that's a that's a death man's <laughs> and, wish right uh, there and yeah the one, i mean the yeah, you, giants music. you embarrass that's yourself I'm gonna, say. I'm gonna we tell you guys end up embarrassing if you guys are ever freestyling i like i uh, uh, like say like the airliner or something where freestyling yeah don't give vision the mic because you won't you won't you, you will not get <laughs> the microphone back Oh, and if you get it back, it'll be. A- and not only that, but he's a beast on top of it, so it'll be like some dope. Well, shit. that's what I'm saying. Like he will, he will not stop freestyling. Like, have you guys ever freestyle with Vision? You guys are, you know what I'm talking about. Vision is just like, um, for, and it takes him a couple. Like he'll go one, he'll go two, and then by the third one, it's just like, well, like I water. Mean, like he's trying to faucet on some heavy hitters too. On top of that, yeah, so yeah, like no he doubt. Can go. Yeah. So it's important to be self confident when you approach the microphone. It's important right. to be self-confident in Period. general, man. Yeah. Yeah. One time I was at a mansion party with the homies and um, they asked me to play pool. All right. I fucking suck at pool. You yeah. know what my solution was? I started fucking singing because singing <laughs> makes me confident, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm singing my ass off some, I don't know, some Beyonce or some shit. Yeah. And I'm hitting the pool. Why did I get like five in the pockets, man? I fucking <laughs> suck at pool. Yeah. So you nice. need to just like, you need to own it. Yeah. Whether it's like coming into something like this, a job interview or a fucking freestyle, it's all about right here mm. mind over matter you feel me right mind over right. matter i'm with that one yeah yeah absolutely so you guys <clears throat> together a crew for how long are you said about two years yeah yeah two years pros and cons i want to hear them pros yeah. and cons well we both work nine to five jobs yeah. uh to support the habit <laughs> that's a pro and a con yeah it's, a, it's both a pro and a con sacrifices have to be made right um and yeah, like we both promote. Um, we bought distribution. Um, we press CDs. 
uh, get a lot of cards going. Like there, there's times when I'm at work and he'll do something or I, he's at work and I'll do something. We switch off. Yeah. It's like a team effort. Yeah. I'd say a con is, is, um, yeah, definitely. We have such hectic schedules mm-hmm. and then we're just always separate. So it's difficult you know, at times of collect, you know, be a collective and then work on music. We're always like on the phone or, you know, hitting hitting each other up about some shit. Like, what, that's one of those. One of the things. first times I met Cookbook, who was LA Symphony, mm-hmm. it's like eight dudes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I asked him like, "How the fuck are you synchronizing schedules with eight other grown ass men?" Because yeah. I've been at crews where it was three of us and we couldn't get shit done because yeah, I'm with my girlfriend eight? or I'm doing exactly. this and doing that, and it's so hard. Have you guys found the way to do that or is it still a struggle? Um, well, I mean, typically when we have a really big show, we'll get a DJ and well, we always have a DJ, but we always have our own DJ, no matter who we're using at the time. Right. You know, we always have our own DJ. Usually Chuck, the old school, old soul from uh, Honor Flow Productions. But, or uh, um, DJ Hogs. We, we mess with DJ Hogs and uh, Apex One as well. Right, right. So, I mean, we've got a wide array of DJs, but we usually we yeah, rent a lockout. We go, we perform, we, we do a bunch of run throughs and stuff. And then as far as the new stuff goes, we usually just like pick a subject for a song. And then we just kind of go from there, start writing the verses, and then we spitball back and forth. Yeah, when it comes to shit, we sacrifice, you know. Mm. Whether we even want to hook or not. You got to sacrifice. It's about the will. Yeah. Exactly. If you don't really want to do it, you're not going to fucking well, do I it. I mean, the, the <laughs> first song that we did, I started writing when I was in Vegas. So, like, there On you top go. of this shit, this hip-hop shit ain't cheap, yo. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work your ass off yeah. to pay for your motherfucking bills yeah. and pay, pay for your damn tracks, yeah. to pay for your beats, to pay yeah, for your production. Yeah, people do not even realize distribution just, costs money and pressing. You got to work, money, man. Mixing, so. mastering. I mean, it all costs money. Like, And, and producers deserve to make money. You of know? course. Yeah, so, so do promoters. Everybody in the in the scene deserves to make money at of course. some point. They so. put in their work. We're all so. out here. You know, in the struggle, and we're here to support them. You know, we work mm. with as much producers well, as support, possible. You're so. supported, exactly. and then you get the best quality product. You don't put no Mickey Mouse shit out there, like you know, <laughs> right? Exactly. It, people underestimate, like, dude, like I have all nothing but respect for producers because I can't. First, it's so tedious. I can't fucking yeah. fucking. I, I get pissed off like I, that's why I had Juan do it because I'm not gonna fold shirts, bro. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And then I try. <laughs> that by the way. Look, so Juan is our intern, yeah, and I, we got a bunch of shirts, and I needed them folded. And yeah. I have this. I bought this folder offline, right? Because I want my shit to look good, and they look, they look dope. But I try fucking with the folder. I couldn't figure it out. Show, show what I'm talking about, Juan. He board folded all yeah, of it. I saw it. I've worked in retail. I was going to say, man, he folds those better than my grandma. No, look at that thing. It looks like he works at the Gap. It's fucking folded clean. And he fucking boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, dog, it's I have. It's funny that it folds out and stuff. Yeah. He like walks in with it like an assassin or something and just like. It's like a briefcase on the table. Uh, I, Sniper down. I was like, I was like, yo, I have no idea how to work this. YouTube it because I can't help you, bro. Like, it's just what it is. Uh, to sit there and like. Yeah. yeah. And then, whatever it is. Yeah, and I, it's all I, yeah. in your head at first, and then you got to make it work on a computer screen you and add it. in, you know. Yeah. You have to and be I have the entire no organization. I can't dance. You got to be you know the drummer, like, mids, highs, lows. Y'all it, it, it's, it's, it's insane. So to them, the utmost respect. So when, yeah. 
when like they go like yo it's this much for a b or that much for that like all right yeah, yeah well, right, i mean the equipment sure, to sure. make the b cost money there's npcs there's programs for your laptop or computer or whatever but you could get that for hella cheap on craigslist you know? that but oh, it yeah. still costs but something it still costs something yeah. and and, yep. and not to say that mcs don't put in a lot software. of work because you know there is software a lot, isn't cheap either. there's a lot of work oh, that goes goodness. into emceeing and a lot of emotional investment all that stuff yeah. um but uh it's look it's an artist it's what art dude you can a, a band with like two grand worth of equipment will play for like 50 bucks yeah you know what i'm saying it's just artists just want to do whatever it is yep. that they're artistic about oh yeah, yeah and that's love, how it man. starts yeah. that's how it starts see look like like he's setting it up right and it looks foreign to me all i see is like like Simon says, light up things. <laughs> I have no idea. And he's all excited about it. He's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm about to fucking work this. Hey, that's a really <laughs> nice machine. He's about to go in right now. Yeah, that's what's up. I like when people do it live, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw, uh, if you've ever seen Auxiliary play live, that dude, SK Ill, shouts mm-hmm. out Auxiliary. They get down. He a uh, two-time beat battle champion. He's SK Ill, was, was he at the... Uh, I went to. He was at the Necro show. Oh, he yeah, was at the Necro Globos. show. Um, but they they do a lot of shows. They they tour around. Yeah, so. I think he was at a Texas show that I went to. Yeah, they were part of that tour. tour. Yeah, I think. okay, that tour, okay. Actually. Shout out to them. I saw he was dope. He killed him. It, it was a dope little setup. Oh yeah, live beat set during a set though. That's right. sick. Yeah, he adds in like his own little samples and stuff and. Yeah, he really. plays it like it's a set of drums almost, but he's using all ten fingers instead. Yeah, he yeah. works that shit. He's mean, dude. He he's mean. Live production. Yeah, it's I crazy. think we need to get into it now. Get to get know you guys a little deeper, and mm-hmm. this is why you guys are here. Right? For sure. <clears throat> Is it hot in here or is it just me heating up the wax? I'm not talking about the club scene. There's wax in the air. There's wax in my bloodstream. There's wax in the blunt when I roll it up with such ease. Pass the Dutch, please never get enough trees. Subjects weed, so the song is a puff piece. I'm a public enemy. You can call me Chuck D. I love Mary Jane and Mary Jane loves me. Dr. Green Thumb, I got a PhD. Hell yeah, I'm high off the THC. And you see my BAC is 318. I'm on the freeway running from the CHP. Lock me up now, I'm a detainee. If we all work together, we can regain peace. We gotta break the restraints and remain free. Plus, I got a 420 on my EKG. Please, this whole song's going up in smoke. So I'm blowing in your face when I'm taking the tote. And they're coughing up a lung because I'm making them choke. This whole song's going up in smoke. This whole song's going up in smoke So I'm blowing in your face when I'm taking a tote And they're coughing up a lung cause I'm making them choke This whole song's going up in smoke Let's get this session started with the blood in the bowl If I hit this wax first, yo, I'm out of control I love wax, watch it melt real slow Getting high while we stumble on our way to the show While this wax melts through, yeah, this smoke is the truth Cause 
Yo, how about you? Alters eyes bloodshot while he's up in the booth. Down a slide that I thought was a trash. When I landed, could have sworn I saw a fucking sand shrew. Nope, I can't take it. Oh, no, I can't handle. Think I'm going back to green. Grab the ball off the mantle. Said I smoke too much. Yo, here's an example. If you ain't got that bubble, then you're tripping, man. Got a little bit of honey for Christmas, man. Smoked a little too much and then I went insane. Please, no more dads. It's still floating in my brain. This whole song's going up in smoke. So I'm blowing in your face when I'm taking a tote. And they're coughing up a lung cause I'm making them choke. This whole song's going up in smoke. This whole song's going up in smoke. So I'm blowing in your face when I'm taking a tote. And they're coughing up a lung cause I'm making them choke. This whole song's going up in smoke. You're, I was biracial sounds weird. Is that right? Yeah. They're integrated. You're a biracial couple. No. Wow. <laughs> You're a biracial group, right? <laughs> what, what are you? Yeah. Well, well, let's let's go down the nationality so we, people can get the we'll visual. Get to that. <laughs> um, I'm actually Italian and uh, Ethiopian. All right. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So you're drunk? Yeah, <laughs> right now. All the time. <laughs> you're drunk all right the time. Now. Whenever I can. Yeah. At Whenever this very I moment. can. <laughs> he pulls he up a, a right jug. Now. Is this oh, a jug I of vodka? Double fist. Not even a flat jug. Uh, you know. <laughs> what Why Irish drink? What, what what is that? What well, they have yeah, that? What what, what's your preference? Whiskey, duh. Jameson. Oh, Jameson. That's right. Or Bush Mills. Because it's uh, Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland. So one has Jameson. The other one has Bush. Irish go, are the ones that go to the pub, right? You guys go to the pub. Yeah. yeah. Or is that? I've, oh, I've been to London yeah. one time. Okay, have London. a pint. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Let's go to the pub. Schooners. Yeah. Hey, the, the alcohol content is actually higher out there. So I, I went out there when I was 16 and I get, got in trouble real quick. Like <laughs> I pounded a pint and it was like 12% alcohol by volume and I was done. For. I'm with it. I don't remember I'm London with it, but I can't fuck with, with warm <laughs> beer yeah like my beer has to be cold bro i can't they serve it to you room temperature warm beer only america drinks their beer cold and like mexico everyone asked for it cold though they have some on tap well because that's how you're supposed to drink it because you get more of the flavor so like when you go to like amsterdam or anything they give you beer at room temp it's not cold that's weird that's like in japan they serve sake hot oh i love hot sake that's good though so bomb get up and start so you're ethiopian and italian yeah how did that how does that happen man just some random uh well i know how physically (laughs) you want the gory details (laughs) don't break it down i know no uh, my my um grandma my grandmother's from asmara ethiopia Uh uh-huh and then my my dad, uh, my grandparent, granddad rather, sorry, I believe he. Um, I believe he's from uh, you know yeah. states, but uh, she moved from Asmara, and they met. Yeah, had my mom. Uh-huh. Pretty much that's how that went about. But you know, like I would say, I was born out here. My mom actually, she traveled the world a lot though. Like her and um and her mother and uh, grandpa, my grandpa, they like. I think he was in the military of some sort. Mm-hmm. So they were always like traveling the world and she right. went to Germany, all types of places. So I always heard crazy stories about that, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they met, they fell in love. 
pretty much. Yeah, and my my, my yep. uh, grandmother, she passed when like she it passed away actually when my mother was like really young. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then my mother actually she passed away like I want to say three and a half years ago now. Recently, yeah. Wow. So it's kind of went down the same line. My mm-hmm. mother was a little bit. She was way younger than me though. I want to say she was like twelve or something when when her mom, my grandma, passed. Wow. But you know, I was eighteen, like yeah. going on nineteen, something like God that. God rest her soul. Yeah, definitely. It's Dude, crazy. What about pops? Pops, he actually is, he's a uh, New Orleans. He stays out there. So you're here solo? Pretty much, yeah. After she was gone, you know, I it was me and my lady, and then that was it, man. Like no brothers or sisters. I have a little brother, but he was uh we have two separate dads, and he was like in Hawaii. Uh huh. And he moved out here like it's crazy. He moved out here like five months before she passed away. Right. And so he didn't grow up with her like for the past like five six years before that. Right. So when he came out here, he was just stro- you know strong and just. Till this day, he kind of is hard to really converse with him about stuff like that, you yeah, because he can't, he couldn't handle it because he didn't grow up with her, so it's kind of it's hard for him, which uh, is, is, is you know, it's understandable. Yeah, but it's you've always been an independent spirit. I mean, the, clearly, mm-hmm. being nomadic runs in your family, so it's <clears throat> not hard for you to attach and detach. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, even before she passed, I mean, like, I want to say two years, I was on my own, you know, I had my own spot, you know, I was like, sometime I had to get out. I couldn't be there, you know, staying with moms forever. Mm-hmm. So, Not a lot of people think that yeah, way anymore. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people <laughs> live under moms and, yeah. and go to school and shit. I went out and just got a job and was paying, you know, paying rent, and, doing my and, damn thing. And it's not to music. speak ill of my mom, right? But I was at the house when I was 16. Like, I wasn't like, mm. it was like, I, my, my dad wasn't around, right? And I had a bunch of sisters and they were all moving on. So, so when I when I was like physically able to work, I worked. And then I, I haven't been back since just because... <laughs> Well, there's nothing here lady you're like you know, Same you know thing. and she's fine she's married and shit it's not like she needs me around but and then something about independency that's just I like it, it, being independent at such a young age it really matures you yes right? yeah, definitely. That, and you have a head start on dealing with stuff and you're still yeah. I'm still very much a kid in a lot of things right? yeah. like I still enjoy certain things because I didn't have them as a kid because at 16 you're not done growing up you're still a kid so yeah. I didn't get to enjoy but you get that the street smart real quick. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, but it just primes you for what's to come. Being right. an independent spirit just carries so many benefits. You're you're a self-starter. Yeah. You have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. the fact that you know I was 17 when I got the fuck out of my mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> Life skills. Poosh! Going to college, mom. Bye. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> And you know it's a it's a good feeling to know that you could take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely commend that. Hard work is a lot of something that much. this generation's kind of lacking. I feel because everything's so easy. Everything's so right now. Poor is not poor in the twenties. Poor. poor. Nah, that's definitely some first world problems. Poor. Yeah, <laughs> poor is like yo. My my sixty inch fucking you know <laughs> my Xbox three sixty this and that's poor. You know what I'm saying? Things are more attainable nowadays. Now, a dollar will feed. Now you can for a dollar you can go get two cheeseburgers or whatever at rallies or something. Like it's not the same as, as our parents had it growing up. So now everything's so easily accessible. People don't have to fight for it anymore. Even just, even being an MC, cost for living. example, like people make more things cost more. They're just gonna keep raising prices. Oh, yeah. you know? But the thing is that what I'm saying is what defined you as having to struggle. It's not they're yeah. they're not there anymore. So that grit of being independent and hard and tough even 10 years ago it's completely different now i think i think the i think the purpose is different though for these generations now it's not about surviving it's about finding a way to to really know what your purpose is right like all right 
we're 17, 18, we get the fuck out of the house, we go to college, now what? We're in college and we graduate from college and we do pretty okay, now what? We get to the real world and we still don't know the fuck, like who we are, what we're doing, like what we were sent here for. I think that's the biggest struggle that young people today are facing. And I'm saying this as an educator. I teach at the high schools. These kids don't know what the fuck they want to do. Well, because they have a billion people telling them, you know, you need to figure out what you're going to do from a very young age. Like, you need With to no figure guidance. out what you're going to do. What do you want to do? No, what no do you true, true like, guidance at the same like time. Like, they're starting earlier and earlier now in middle school. They have kids doing, like, calculus. And, like, everybody's, like, super stressed out. And they're teaching these kids to test and pass the test and that's not how people learn that isn't and and it's failing our country right it's now. basically saying how much of this can you memorize yeah exactly it, it's not teaching and they're you not anything. retaining the information that's and why even they are bring, it's like, not information you're gonna use back into schools and you're never stuff gonna like use that. fucking calculus as an adult unless you're gonna get into a field that has calculus in it exactly. why, don't they, why are they exactly. teaching you home ec or to balance a checkbook or uh-huh. how to fix exactly. a fucking car yeah. like they're not teaching you that they're teaching yeah. you stuff in a curriculum that the teachers first of all don't know oh and i don't mean and i don't mean to get into the teachers specifically because the teachers are just they're they're well-meaning right or like but, wearing a belt or like shaking people's hands or looking them in the eye when how you're to land an interview how like to that. speak like, to an adult like how to, nowadays, you so. know what I, right <laughs> now i'm doing special ed and we teach the kids about being independent mm-hmm. some yeah. of these kids cannot do first grade math but I'll tell you something. They look you in the eye. They smile. They know how to. They're, they're telepathic, some of these kids. Mm-hmm. And they know exactly what they want, how to get it. They're extremely good manifestors. Because what we're teaching them as educators, the focus is different than memorize this, regurgitate this, uh, learn the process of elimination when you're taking a test. It's completely different when you're teaching special ed. So I think the most important thing when you're teaching a child is, is you got to teach them how to find themselves, how to, how to be independent, how to connect with other people. And most importantly, not just ask them who they want to be, yeah, but ask them what their passion is. What do you like to do? Where do you like to be? What is mm-hmm. your interest? Cultivate that interest. I mean, what cultivated let, your interest? Let them make their own decisions. Like if that's what they want to do. Yeah. You know, to a fault, but you know, for the most part, just let them let them do what they feel is right, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, think we're replacing survival instincts that are very important with very soft natured uh, a way of approaching life which yeah. is a, a negative because ultimately look we're still animals the jungle is just different we just yeah. live mm-hmm. in a different jungle now which is a city and its environment blah, blah blah we're still very much sink or swim defend yourself that's those things are very very much still what's happening in the world mm-hmm. but no, no 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 we gotta soften it up Mm-hmm. You can't be too tough with these kids. You can't be too rough. You can't. Mm-hmm. Do, you, it's like, yo, really? This and is the political correctness. The political and... correctness is, is is a child of that because, first of all, you being offended all the time is yeah. a horrible survival instinct. It goes back to horrible the whole trait to have. Like, dude, you can't you can't be fucking offended on something that everyone says. Exactly. You, you need to be able to have a tough skin and live life because yep. in reality, because that's no one life. gives a fuck. Exactly. No one really cares about yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Girl, Except no one gives you. a shit but you. Yeah. And they shouldn't because yeah. they're worried about their own shit. Yeah. yeah. But if you keep walking around all sensitive and hurt and looking to be the victim because it's easier than to 
uh, actually strive and perform and build. And like have it, self-responsibility. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's society for you yeah. because we're taught from a very young age we're conditioned to be so individualistic. So that's why everybody only gives a fuck about themselves when right. it really comes down to it. You know? I mean, but you you, you guys spoke in your, in your song, you know, mm-hmm. Brave New World. Yeah. You guys talked about what the meaning is of this education type of system, which is to soften the kids, to make them vulnerable so that it's easier for for the government, for the bigger system to get them from that school prison pipeline yeah. where they go from prisoners of their mind to prisoners in an actual prison. So it's definitely a very structured attempt of social control. Mm-hmm. I mean, but how are you guys outside of that box? What drove you guys? What made you guys want to be creators instead of consumers? Spreading the word, you know, like sp- spreading what you know and, you know, learning and then just you know nobody wants to tell people the truth no one wants to tell the youth the truth they want to keep them in the you know in the dark so that's that's why i mean that's why i started writing in the first place and that's why i started performing poetry and and music in the first fucking place yeah, yeah. What just, to, just, just to you know was and you know when i first started doing poetry it was like for girls it was for love and shit like that <laughs> okay. you know and, it, and then i was Whoa. like man i got something here like i started and i had a mentor mike the poet he's like you know this dude He's been in L.A. for a minute and just tours L.A. And he's just this was just a legend. And uh, Mike, the poet, he he taught me like the ins and outs of the poetry game. And then I just went from, you know, little love, lovey dovey dude to just like straight revolutionary poet type kid, you know, and I just came came out of nowhere with mm-hmm. it. And that's where I came from, you know, and it was always about spreading the good word and just being truthful about shit and not being afraid to speak up about shit. That's yeah. that, to me. That's what music was always about. You yeah. Know, I was a performer from a very young age like I've been my dad was a teamster for Sony Pictures for 40 years and so I basically um, I've been in a lot of movies I could have had my SAG card but I let it go. Um, what movies then, you been in that we might know? Uh, I've been in Stuart Little when I was real small. <laughs> you were it not was, in Stuart Little. Was How do I I'm not know you, that? From like a young age, like I was in the original Stuart Little one and two. Um, and I was in Rat Race as well. I've been an I've been an extra in a lot of movies. You were not in Rat Race. Yeah. Wait, Rat Race. What? Yeah. Mr. Vegas movie. And and I Seth Green. Wait, SAG, Seth voucher, yeah. Yeah, SAG vouchers to get my actual SAG card at one point, and I never did it. So but. you were in scenes in all these movies. Yeah. Like like Rat Race. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go home and watch this in movie I mean, like I was an extra in the background. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I was basically on stage when they were um when they're giving money to the World Fund or whatever. Oh, I was end? on stage while they were filming it. Oh, I'm gonna look oh, for okay. you now. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, like, saying, I'm going is, home and watching really Stuart Little. And you don't do that anymore. Year, but, yeah. huh? You don't do that anymore. Uh, no, no, I haven't for a long time. But I've done a lot of performing. Like I went to a performing arts middle school, like singing, dancing, and acting. And then I went to Hollywood High. He was in A Track. I was in the performing arts magnet on A Track. Yeah, I acted and sang, and actually, I think I might have had him on Thursday Theater one time. I was I was on the Thespian Club, but we used to like throw a lot of shows on like Thursday. We would have like a Thursday Theater thing, and we would usually have like musical talent or rappers, MCs, poets, all that stuff um, on Thursday during lunch. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we very still nice performing. I like that. I'm with it. <laughs> It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. 
It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. The truth is out there, there's no running from truth Politicians out selling lots of the youth Why did the chicken cross the road? Cause they're coming to roost Yeah, I'm right, they know I came to lighten the mood Don't be acting like the rules don't apply to you fools Spending more on prisons than you do on schools Do on to others as they do on to you You can hide behind a badge, but it doesn't excuse No lessons learned, we give them a second term These ghetto birds aren't here to protect and serve They've been filling the skies with pollution and smog It's calling all cars, all units respond These are the people in your country and you're doing them wrong There's nothing to see here, move it along It could have been your brother or your sister, your moms And you're not the only person with the right to bear arms We're on the rise, it's a brave new world Fist in the sky, it's a brave new world Sick of all the lies, gotta save your world Won't be denied, gotta save your world We're on the rise, uh, it's a brave new world Fist in the sky, yeah It's a brave new world, sick of the lies, uh It's a brave new world, you gotta save the world Listen, forget the politician About this shit, kiss my ass twice Repetition, this shit is whack folks They killing black folks And people say they got no time Bunch of fat jokes This is my inspiration Stand up in dedication For the people who died With no resignation This shit ain't new to me Piss me off truthfully How many brothers got to die Before your eyes, nigga, please While you're on reverb Trying to get famous I'm on this mic Trying to show you where the change is Your laughter seems real But we all know it's fakeness You're busy on that whiny tip Steady on some drinkness, no alter reads eyes. He can see your truth. You spreading lies, dirty thighs, stupid deuce. Just shove your culture down their throats, make them suffer, and let them follow a path of struggle and hunger. Uh. We're on the rise, it's a brave new world. Fist in the sky, it's a brave new world. Sick of all the lies, gotta save your world. Won't be denied, gotta save your world. We're on the rise, uh. it's a brave new world. Fist in the sky, yeah. It's a brave new world, sick of the lies. Uh. It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. And we save the world. Save your mom and your sister. Yeah, we save the world. It's a brave new world. It's a brave new world. So when we, when I uh, when we officialized everything, right? I asked Rain to prepare a couple things. So I got I want to hear. Uh, what Rain has to bring to the table tonight? Don't go all crazy because we got like three other interviews. No, we no, no. Do, so. Well, just give me, give me some. We, and then we're time. gonna come up with a segment for Rain. I think we all gotta right. break well, it down. Well, let me know how much time we have. How much time I have uh, so that I can ration it out. Go, go ahead. I'll, I'll, and I'll, here's I'll, Rain with the weather. Who wants this dog? <laughs> oh my God! You, my boyfriend and I have been on it's a binge sideways. watching the Snoop Dogg uh, show. The, the YouTube Snoop Dogg show. Yeah, the Snoop Dogg uh, YouTube show. Oh, man. Is it dope? <laughs> what is it called? That thing's a trip. He's man. called Nemo Hose. Yeah. And you got chicks strip, like, wow. damn, they're strippers. Okay, so the weather, the weather girls, wow. the weather girls, yeah. they are the dumbest broads in the universe. Wow. It's going to be raining no, over just here. it's a joke, though. You can come it's up with your own so funny. I've been, I've been watching uh, Jane the Virgin. No, no, no. I, I you guys know remember. what I'm talking about? Jane the Virgin? No? No, no one else mm. watching Netflix with me? Jane the Virgin is the Mexican girl or whatever. Yeah, me and my wife have been watching Jane the Virgin. So real quick, because oh, it's I've, funny. I've, it's a fucked up I've, story. I've seen a, at least like two episodes. You seen of that it? Now, go on. So she she goes um she goes for a pap smear, 
and she's accidentally <laughs> impregnated artificially, with, artificially inseminated. inseminated, right? Wow. Instead of pap Instead smeared, of the pap smeared, and then she gets she, pregnant. And she gets and pregnant. She's a virgin. And she's a virgin the whole time. Wow. And then the guy that finds out that his sperm was used, so he wants to meet the kid, and then blah blah blah. It's this whole big old gaggle fuck. It's 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 super interesting. It's really good. It's funny. I'm yeah. gonna have to watch that. Okay, <laughs> my segment. Uh, what it. do I have for you guys? Um, yeah. something relevant to what we've been talking about. Okay, two things. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys have already heard the news about Straight Outta Compton. Mm-mm. That um, it is the highest grossing film of by a black time. filmmaker oh, in all like time. That. Feel free. The biggest thing online. Feel free to that. use the bench and stuff. I mean, of all that's time. what it's for. But Juan, would you could you take the the, the sh- I'm sorry, take the shirts and put them in a box. That way we can get rid of them. What's up? Dang, they laugh. Yeah, you they laugh straight fine. to the bank on that one. Feel free to smoke and drink. Oh and, yes, and do all that shit. I mean, you guys have no coke. It? Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. Unless so you. it was an extremely sure. well executed film. I, I wait. Really I forgot where it. we are. Uh, Ice Cube got pregnant. What was it? I, no, <laughs> I got all mixed up over here. We're done with artificial insemination, and we are we're talking about box office hits. Okay, box office hits, and and you know markers in Black history, right? So yeah, the this is the top grossing film of all time by a Black filmmaker, straight out of Compton. No, um, the previous holder of the yeah. title. Believe it or not, is a scary movie. Scary movie. Wow. Oh, scary movie is? That sounds racist. Which one? One or two? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Because tr- I, I like number check, two. A horror I need to film. check my facts. Yeah, the dude with the little hand. When he gets two, rolled three, up on the like joint a- and then they slap <laughs> That movie was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It really was. It was a horrible so- so it was it, terrible. It shows us. Yeah. It shows us where filmmaking has gone as far as the standards. We got like a really awful, almost Jim Crow situation with scary movie, and then we've got something really reputably awesome, which is you know straight out of Compton. Of course, mm-hmm. there's consequences. There's more than one person trying to laugh their way to the bank. Okay, former manager of NWA has decided to oh, sue. sue. I forgot wow. about that. I heard that. Well, He's suing him. if you've seen the movie. Because they portrayed him Jerry in a way Heller that he's looks saying like it the didn't worst. go down. And they're saying it did go down yeah. that way. Jerry and Heller looks like the worst person in the world if you see that movie. The manager. Pretty yeah. The manager. He they basically character assassinated this man. <laughs> uh, it was really sad. Okay. So. But if it's the are you, truth, Okay. Go, you know. Continue, please. Because I, I got to. I gotta hear. I gotta hear this. Oh, do you have something to put? Well, I, I was just—it was just to me like having knowledge of the NWA history, and this is not from like reading a book. This is from like being a kid oh, and seeing Ice Cube come up and see you know Easy E alive and all that stuff. Like and being a hip hop head, you know, you pick up on stuff and you know stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, the movie is accurate depending on who you're asking, right? Exactly. And there's if, two sides to every story. And man. if Dre wasn't there. The movie would be a completely different movie. So the reason the movie goes the way it is is because Dre showed up there every day and wouldn't sign off on his image unless it was told the way that he wanted it to be told. Well, of course. As we all noticed, Dre was definitely the hero of that film. Right. And with good reason. He put a lot of investment in it. Yeah, but if you're going to tell an autobiographical story, you know what I'm talking about? It should be... Based on some reality of the way that things went down. And I'm sure there was, but there's things on there that really just saying like, oh no, Dre's about the music and yo, I didn't really want to do it. When Dre was, was, he was very thug himself on the way he handled things. That's why Suge Knight was in the picture. It's because of Dre. Like, don't forget that. 
that Shook Knight came there because Dre was there. I agree. Mm. I mean, but you know, we're all we're all when it when depending on who's in charge, who has the most agency when it comes to the creation of yeah. a project, that's what it's going to convey. I mean, well, who's at in the end of the of day, they're project, making you know? a film, and what the, are you the focus of that film, the the whole zeitgeist of the film, is to make money, right, yeah. off of this whole situation. Mm -hmm. So of course they're gonna, you know muddle the facts a little bit because it's a film and they want people to come see it and to be interested and it's in gotta the story. have a bad guy i and mean of we, we've studied film we know about film. yeah exactly there's got to be a good guy there's so, got to be a bad guy there's got to be an anti-hero unfortunately <laughs> yeah you want to so, cash you know, in now but at the same time it's still a film yes. it's not a fucking documentary right it's a film so we don't know if it's gonna carry over i mean we you know this cat's and I feel like bad guys are always misunderstood a little bit. <laughs> Some are. bad guys. That's know? what I keep telling people about like Hitler. Like the Wicked Witch of the West. I was like, She's Hitler actually, was just you know, misunderstood. Kind of cool. Hitler was just, <laughs> you know, just, oh, just a, he was a guy with crazy ideas, but you know, can't, you can't say Hitler didn't have follow through. <laughs> I'm saying? You he was a very eloquent person. <laughs> you can't say Hitler didn't like have a vision. You know, he was a visionary. <laughs> you can't say he didn't uh, yeah. put a lot of effort uh, into what uh, he did. No, yeah. you know what? And then again, history is written by the winners, there. man. It's not written by and, the and, losers. And that's so what I was going to tell you. Ultimately, if, if Germany had the won of the World War, War II, we'd probably, we'd definitely live in a much different world. Hmm. Right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, good thing they so, lost, though. And that's yeah. what we have to take into account. I mean, I was a literature major in, in college. College. and so what we learned first and foremost is if you really want to know what the moral of the story is you really have to take into account who is the author of the story and what their intention mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. it's all about intentions with every creative work that we put out into the universe so let's think about it really quick why would we demonize you know the jewish former manager of of these artists you know what kind of dynamic are we trying to create and then what's his incentive now in trying to be so offended you know this fool's trying to laugh his way to the bank too let's but just Jerry Hill is well, like he's in the need of money though. to the hip-hop game in general they were just trying to be really stereotypical about yeah. it i feel like of you know of course and you know well, you notice how he started out as a hero in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. him of course saving them from trying the cops or whatnot. Money, then they, they turn him into the white devil that they he's supposed to be portrayed as in the end. White devil. That's how they wanted him to be portrayed okay, in the end. So we got some news from Mexico. This is extremely relevant Holla. to what's going on in America right now. Holla. As we know, the war on drugs is extremely damaging to our economy, right. to our politics. Right. Um, and so there was recently a, a, a Supreme Court case over in Mexico that ruled that there are certain people that can legally use marijuana for recreational purposes. It's just one marijuana collective that's for the positive transformation of individuals via marijuana. Hmm. But it is a really great stepping stone for the legalization of marijuana in the entire country. Now, we already have countries in Latin America that have already legalized marijuana, for example. Chile and Colombia and Colombia is already thinking about legalizing cocaine and a bunch of other things the coca plants already used for medicinal purposes so we're reaching I mean and it's a great thing for Americans because even though well, state, the whole war on drugs is bogus anyways so I mean exactly. all it's gonna do is is make it so that people aren't criminals anymore yeah it's, gonna, it's just a it's, plant at the end of the day and that's so. what they were talking about the Supreme Court and the people in the in the judicial system and in the legal system were saying look 
we're trying to alleviate this. We're trying to legalize marijuana because we're realizing that it's really not that big of a priority to lock people, innocent people for fucking smoking pot in their backyards and shit, as opposed to trying to take care of the, the rapists and the fucking, right. you know, haywire fucking Preach. vigilantes. Um, so it would really also break the power of the cartels, which is what's really fucking with Mexico right now. I'm, I'm Mexican-American. I haven't been to Mexico since I was like 17. And that really sucks. You know, like I'm a college graduate and I didn't go because UCLA warned us not to go to Mexico because so many women were being used as dead donkeys you know, taking cocaine and all sorts of other drugs in their dead bodies across the country. And so it, it sucks. So this kind of legalization of marijuana will be really beneficial for Mexicans and for Americans and for and for, you know, all of the Western hemisphere, because it would alleviate the criminalization of people that really don't need to be regarded as criminals. So it's a step in the well, right yeah, direction. The people in our own prisons that like live here in America, for instance, not just the people. I mean, in general, you know, people come to this country and get locked up. So. Yeah, for a fucking gram of weed and yeah. be, be in there for yeah, five, you know, five it's years. Just, it's just <laughs> not necessary. I Depending think, on the state. I think it is yeah. uh, It is um, an antiquated way of looking at things. The way, the fact that marijuana is still... There's eat- still eight states, by the way, that are against it. Right. But what I'm saying is the fact marijuana is still illegal is really... Come on. It's political. There's like you're saying. There's better shit that we really can. Co- if you think about all the money we spent, like uh, incarcerating people for marijuana alone, yeah, and concentrated it on uh, uh, schools, schools or rapists or whatever, anything else in the government, dude, it'd be billions of dollars that we could direct in somewhere else. Yeah, you know? well, and yeah. it goes back to the whole, you know, war on drugs. Mm-hmm. They're making more money off of it than they are stopping it. Yeah, they could have exactly. stopped it a long time ago. Well, it's, it's a means really of control. So if we have progressive neighbors then we will become a more progressive nation and that's the intent because the pressure will be there to do that right it would be like oh well look if mexico can get their shit together america then we (laughs) soaking you because canada's like yo canada's chilling Canada's, Canada's been chilling. Canada's looking at us like, yo, these motherfuckers down here, dog. Like, tripping. You know, someone up. gave me a great <laughs> metaphor. They were like, Canada is like. I'm not your guy, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your guy. <laughs> gah, gah. I'm not your buddy, friend. I'm not your, guy, <laughs> I'm not your gah, friend, gah. <laughs> Canada is like the upscale apartment <laughs> that lives on top of the meth lab. Yeah. Yeah, like, like that's that's can- because dude, Canada has their shit together. Pretty, their health care is dope. That they defend their, their country with bows and arrows and can't play basketball, which they created. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and doing all right. I, I'm, a, I'm a, I don't like moose, mooses <laughs> roaming around, and I don't maple syrup is pretty good. I guess maple syrup is the bomb. one thing that I would not stand for. Canada, fuck you, Canada. For <laughs> do you know they put their milk in bags? Like you don't go buy a jug of milk. You, they sell it to you in bags. Bag of milk. Like a, you buy a bag, a bag of, of Fanta. I, like, <laughs> a bag of Fanta. Okay, like, they do that in Japan too. Strawberry yeah. bags of shit. No, no, no. Yeah. Remember, like when you went to uh, school or whatever, they, they give you the juice in the in the in the bag. Yeah. That's how they sell their milks. Just large quantities of them. That's weird. Fuck like, you, right? Like, like if someone said, like, here's a how bag of milk. You can brush fridge. somebody with your watch or something like that and break them. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, how do you? What do you do with it? Yo, you got a hole in your bag, yo. It's like a bag of wine that you just put take out of the box. And it's just a bag. Do you think it's like a spout? 
Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like like a like a like those 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 those. It's like one of those sports made out of one of those twisty <laughs> things. Yes, it's it's like a giant Capri Probably the twisty thing you twist. Oh, that would be dope. Just... Like the old uh, Kool Aid uh, bottles, remember you twist the top of them? Comes Kool-Aid, with a pump, dude. like so. Because I know when you had to make the shake, there was some shake thing. And yeah, but how many drunk shake. Canadians have just like bit the the corner of the bag and like? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's ridiculous. So fucking can't put, put ketchup your, on their chips. Put it in jugs or something. That's bomb. They defend their country with bows and arrows. Ketchup and lemon chips, bomb. All right. Would you like any more news or shall we move on? Oh, we can wrap it up. So <laughs> you got to think of an outro for your segments, I think. Like an outro for your news segment. Da, 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 All right. Da, da, da. Well, I mean, you know. That's my your home. Be Zoom. We're keeping we it 100 right here. We need to get the right NPC here. in no, here no. with the sample. No, so she what ear, did your boyfriend say? You're keeping it what? Uh, we're keeping it 100. There you go. This <laughs> is Rainbow Zoo. We're keeping it 100. <laughs> I like that. That's your outro from now on. All right. <laughs> Alter change. Let me just let me just let me just uh, reference my boyfriend. He's the one that coined the term. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Checks payable too. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Alter change. Thank you guys for coming through. No hey. problem, man. Thanks let them know us where and when and uh, they can find you and other good stuff, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we all over SoundCloud uh, slash Alter Change. Everything's slash Alter Change. Everything is Alter Change. We're on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We're on We're not Google on Reverb. Play. We're on MySpace. We're not on. Not on MySpace. Get a MySpace. Not on Reverb Nation. Bandcamp. We're on Bandcamp. I unfriended Tom a long time ago. I was like, (laughs) man, Tom stalks me, yo. Yo, (laughs) hey, Tom. That picture of Tom was creepy as fuck. Like you remember that the picture, like 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 Jared creepy, (laughs) like Jared from Subway creepy. He's in front of a computer and he's looking at you like you walked in on him watching porn. Like (laughs) (laughs) one more thing, um, for those of you listening, um, don't forget to come out to Riverside to watch, um. Alter, Alter Change yes. over November, at the Tobacco November Lounge. November 12th. Pause 1, 2 max, all the little cats. Pause Giants 1, music, 2 max, Giants. Pause 1, Come 2 early. max. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to be off the chain. Off the Come chain. early, yo. We so, don't know what time we're up. Come early. Alter Change is here. Thank you guys for coming through. Bro. You are now Wake the Flock Up artists. So anything we can do for you, we, we will you. do within reason. I'm not going to pick you up from the airport. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, send me Yo. your flyers. I live near the airport. For I'll be sure, happy. Oh, well, there you go. As soon as we get, I, I got, uh, I had to come here straight from work. Yeah. So I'll get you guys press copies. Yeah, I we promise. got you. We're ready. Send me your we flyers from any of any and all shows you have from now on. And we'll put it up on the website and that'll get pushed out. Gotcha. Uh, and we'll, we'll do our best to retweet we'll and all, all everything. Hell yeah. All that stuff. Everything. So uh, well, she's seen the video. Let's build. I have totally and complete faith in you guys. I appreciate uh, Keep doing that. what you're doing, and you're more than welcome back whenever you like. Kick it in the audience or individually. You want to just come chill and kick it stuff? I'm all for it. All right. Man. So, appreciate Rain, yes. talk to them. Let them know. What am I letting them know? I don't know. We're leaving. I don't bring the Tell them. All right. You Make know what? Rain. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciated your positive vibes, and we look forward to having you back and seeing you on November 12th. Keep it up with mm. Awakening the Flocks with your music. We appreciate <laughs> you waking up the sheeple. That's our mission here. Uh, uh. And uh, well, we're going to keep it going, and we look forward to seeing you again real soon. Yes, All right. sir. All Boom. right. So, for Ray Bazoo, for King's Corner, for Ultra Chain, for Mighty Zulu Kings. <laughs> For real hip hop everywhere. Uh. This is Concept Seven One Four and Randy Zoo telling you to wake the flock up. Uh. <laughs>